Yeah, I always start the podcast off with not knowing what to talk about. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of the key to my success, I guess. Or maybe Just it's not the key to any success. Conversation. I like it to be as authentic as possible. Um, I don't like, like, I have a brother who does a, a podcast too. And he's like, dude, you need to have an intro. Like, you need to be like, hey, my Hey, name. welcome to Rise Above Podcast, where we talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't feel like that's natural to me. It feels weird and clunky. Trying to, I mean, every podcast I listen to does or has like a little bit of an intro, like song or something. Yeah. But I like, like to just, hey, we're talking it. about this. And that'll be like, whatever your little intro is. We're a rise above podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that having an intro pulls you into the conversation? Like, okay. Well, it that's... gets me ready for the podcast. Like, I'm, I, I listen to most true crime ones. So they all have some kind of like, yeah, like. I don't know. Hey, we're talking about apple blossom kombucha today. Like she's gonna tell you how she did this, 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 and then and this is the ride above podcast. And then I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's what they all do. But so then I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a good episode. Or a lot of like fitness ones I listen okay. to. After they tell me the intro, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> <You> <laughs> See, know? then it kind of spoils the the episode, like as opposed to just being like, okay, I'm just I'm just listening to two people talk, right, about whatever this title is. Yeah, well, you get to make it what this is your thing. You don't gotta listen to anybody. No, I don't. I I don't. Yeah, but I don't know. It just feels weird to me because I've tried it in the beginning, and it was just like this weird dynamic of like like somebody sitting across from from me watching me do this intro, and I'm like, this is. This is weird. I could pre-record it. I could. Yeah. Or do it after and then clip it in. Yeah. You know, like I could. do our whole talking. Afterwards, I leave. You do your little intro, clip it in in the beginning. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always open to like different things and try, trying different things. I just don't like things that actually, like cause more work. Right. Oh, I'm 100%. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about that too. Like I invest my money. What's going to ease my production and make it easier for me? Yeah. Um, now, I don't know anything about your business yeah. at all. Um, I've seen you around town. Are we recording? We are. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we are. We have been. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Um, but I do know that you're pretty successful because you have a storefront and it looks sweet. Every time I go by it, I was just by it yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go inside there. Yeah. I want to check it out. Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then you have like, uh, you have your products in stores. I, what is that like? Yeah. I mean, I like when people say that. It makes me feel good. But. Um, and what like, I say, I don't know anything about your business. I don't know about like where you started and like how you got to where you are now. Okay. Um, well, I started at Allen Neighborhood Center. I, man. I was a teacher before. Um, oh, I was wow. a PE and health teacher at Charlotte Middle School and a couple schools. Did you go to that. Charlotte? No, I'm from Chicago. Oh, um, okay. I went to Charlotte. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was from outside Chicago. I got a scholarship to pole vault at Grand Valley. Went to Grand Valley, got my teaching degree, taught around Grand Rapids, got a job at Charlotte Middle School, taught at Charlotte, started my kombucha business. I was... Training for bodybuilding shows, actually. I did a couple bodybuilding shows, and my coach was like, yeah, like you, I mean, you're eating so much protein, you really need to take care of your gut, because I was like, man, I'm having like these horrible stomach pains, because like probiotics, I'm like, I don't like yogurt, so much sugar in yogurt, like, and you're trying to balance your sugars, and it was just too much. He's like, try this thing called kombucha, and I was like, kombucha, like bought a bottle, 
And then I was buying, I mean, this was right out of college on a teaching salary. I was buying seven bottles of kombucha. Which is not a week. cheap. No, no. Especially back then it was even more expensive because the big brands didn't oh, own them then. Yeah. Um, just spending literally more on kombucha than my grocery bill. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, how do you make this yourself? So I started making it myself and my college roommate was like, or I guess out of college, but my best friend was like, you're going to kill yourself making this stuff. Like, <laughs> look at these stories of these crazy hippies. And I was like, yeah, but like something went wrong if they killed themselves, you know, making kombucha. So I was just making it for myself. Um, I got my personal training certification. So I was personal training, training for bodybuilding. And I was like, just like this stuff's awesome like giving it to my friends giving it to my families giving it to my clients one night I'm laying in bed and I'm like I'm gonna sell this stuff like why am I giving it away for free like this is good I can make this work and I've always kind of been like any job I had like I wanted to be the boss I could do this better principal whatever <laughs> I mean it's just like I already knew I didn't like working for somebody mm. um so even when I was a teacher I was like I'm gonna be a principal like I I could run this better, you know, <laughs> in a lot of cases. Um, but so then I signed up for a farmer's market and Julia, who is the farmer's market manager at Allen Street, said, uh, like, you can't just sign up and sell this. Like, you need to be licensed. And I was like, licensed? What do you mean? And I remember that night, like, I stayed up till 4 a.m. and I did everything. Like, I signed up for kitchen space at Allen. I found insurance. I signed up for my food inspection. I made my LLC, did a bank account, like did it all and was like, I got a company the next morning. And I know, like I just knew it would work. I don't know how to describe it. It was just like a feeling like I could make this happen. Like wow. this is going to happen. Um, so I did it all in a night. And then for three years, I juggled being a teacher, making kombucha, um, and coaching and personal training. And like, I've never had less than three jobs. Like I've always <laughs> just been doing everything. Um, and that just is who I am. I can't sit around. And finally I got pregnant. I had my daughter. So I was coaching, teaching, personal training, doing kombucha. And I was like, I, like I got to a point, which is saying a lot where I was like, I can't do this all. Um, and teaching is just really hard, really hard. And in what aspects? Like okay. the kids or just like everything, like not feeling appreciated. You know, I'm, I'm working so hard and it's not, you know, you're not getting people who are like, you're doing a great job. You're really making a difference in my kid's life. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, you just keep getting beat down. You keep getting asked to do more. If anything, parents are yelling at you or you're being, you know, evaluated and recorded and have to do all this stuff. You can't just actually do your job. So I was like, I remember I made a huge pro con list and I was like, I can always go back to teaching. Like I'll always, I'm still certified for five more years until you recertify. So I'm going to try and do kombucha. I mean, it wasn't that easy of a decision, but <laughs> I did it. I made the leap. Um, I outgrew Allen, which is where I was renting hourly kitchen space and making it. And I just couldn't make enough. It wasn't big enough. So I signed my lease at my current spot. I actually took over somebody's lease. Um, so that's why it was affordable. And if you come in, like you, it's a very small space. Um, but people kind of circling back to how we started this, like you drive by and you're like, wow, she must be doing great. She has this spot on Saginaw, this huge storefront. Yeah. Like it's a very small storefront <laughs> and it's not just a storefront. I make everything there. I make and do everything there. So it's not just sitting. And 
yeah, it looks like I'm doing great, but rent is really, really <laughs> expensive. But something else that makes me feel good is when people are like, I see your stuff everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, then that truly means you shop local because I'm only in local places. So if you're seeing me in Foods for Living and Campbell's and Horrocks and Babe's Corner and places, then you're going local places and you support local because those are the only stores I'm in. Like it takes somebody who understands supporting local to stock my products. So I really jive with my stores that I'm in. That is a wild. That was a very long story. No, it was very short, and there's so much packed in there. I'm just like, mm-hmm. holy cow! Like, you, you've done so much. How, how long was this process? When did you start the business? Five years ago. Five years ago, and you're still doing it full time. At what point did you go full time? Three years ago, when my daughter was born. Then. Wow. Yeah. So two years juggling everything. Oh my gosh. And you developed a business overnight. I mean, (laughs) I remember my first farmer's market. I showed up with like 16 bottles of kombucha and I sold them all and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. (laughs) Now I show up with a lot more than that. What was the reaction from like your family? Because I'm sure that they were like happy that you went to college and they're like, yeah, she's going to, she's a teacher. I'm sure that she, they're proud of you. And then when you just decided to just quit your job and chase this, like I mean, dream of being a hippie selling yeah. <laughs> selling kombucha. Um, <laughs> they were along the journey with me, you know, like hearing my teaching struggles, hearing like, like I'm leaving when it's dark out. I coach, I coached diving and cross country. So I'm coaching until it's dark out. And then I come home and it's like, you know, here's $32,000 a year. I'm still mm. paying off loans, got a mortgage, like paying my bills and it it was a struggle and they were also there when I was, you know, making my pro con list, like, can this work? Can it not? And I mean, I wasn't really, I worked at another school after Charlotte um, in St. John's uh, special education school. And it was, it's far away. Um, it was all different grade levels, special needs too. So it was just really hard, like a lot of curriculum to come up with. Mm. And um, it just wasn't a job I was super happy with. So they were there saying, you know, like, if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to teaching and apply at school districts that you know you'll be happy with. Dang, like you've been in enough at this point. I mean, I worked at like 20 different, I was a traveling PE teacher in Grand Rapids. So I taught in I've taught in, you know, over 20 schools. So, wow. yeah, you know what? What'll be a good fit for you? Like middle school, my jam. Like high school, no. Elementary school, love them, but it's exhausting. <laughs> like dr- draining. You have to be on putting on a show all the time. Mm. So, like, I knew it was middle school. I wanted to work somewhere closer to me. Like, I hate driving my life away, you know. Sure, yeah. lot was 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. St. John's, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. You know, you're driving an hour of your day every day. Right. All year. Eats up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I have some coworkers. Uh, I work at General Motors and I have some coworkers that travel over an hour to come to work. And they live on like I some can't. live in like Detroit, some live in um like uh Saginaw area, and it's like, why don't you move closer? Like that is yeah. so much time in the vehicle. So much. I mean, I, I like driving sometimes. Like you throw on some music or a podcast, podcast. or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. and you just kind of go. And it's fun. It's fun to do that. But to do that every single day and to have to do that. 
I couldn't. Some people it's, don't mind it. Like you said, some people yeah. love it. Some people like the drive, decompress or get ready, but not for me. No. Find something else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Find something else that decompress. Like when I when I go to work and I come home, I work out immediately. Yeah. And that's like my decompression session. Mm-hmm. And then and then I go about my evening. And like those people that drive, they're all overweight. They don't have time to work out. They yeah. they complain about not having time to do anything. It's like th- don't get them. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. We it really get is. Down. It really is. So do you still personal train and do you still um, do, do the bodybuilding? And- um, so just recently I, I worked at the YMCA as a personal trainer and group fitness. Um, I still have three clients from the YMCA that I just personal train on my own. And then I was working at Orange Theory Fitness as a coach. Um, what, is, what is that? Is that like a... It's group fitness. So it's HIT training as okay. well. Um, based on your heart rate. It's a corporate, but... Do you wear franchise. like a monitor or something? Yep. Heart rate monitor based. Okay. So scientifically based. <laughs> but so I worked there for three years as well. I started there before my daughter was born. So over three years. Um, and just recently quit this winter because once again, I was like, this is too much. Like, um, they wanted me to work more hours and I was growing in kombucha and I was like, I don't want to like break this tie cause I love working here and I'd go back, but I, I can't juggle both right now. Like I'd love to come back if I could, but I told you my initial interview, like kombucha is always gonna take the reins. So right, right. that's where I was at at that point. So not to say I won't ever go back, like my teaching certification, personal training certification too, you just have to renew it, take some credits, renew it. Well, I mean, and if you stayed there any longer, you probably would end up owning the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's franchise owned. They're very expensive to open, but. <laughs> um, so that that's pretty cool. So you still personal train. You have a couple clients. Do you train them out of your, you said you have a, a home gym. I just online train. So I write their programs. Okay. I mean, I've been training them since I moved here. So you're like a fitness coach. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I write their workouts, um, tell them to, I've been with these guys for a long time, so they kind of know the deal. Um, measurements, tracking our progress, exercises. I know what they like and know what they don't like. So just in that sense, but I, a lot of people do just know me and know that I've been in the fitness industry. Like I'll talk to people. I mean, I love, I love it. That's what I'm passionate about you too. So when people are like, Oh, can I write you a workout program? Uh, it, that's a hard question, like, because it takes me a long time, yeah. like knowing what, what their goals are, what their normal routine is, what they like to do, what they don't like to do, what gym they go to, what equipment that gym has. So it takes me a really long time to write and research a workout plan. A lot of people don't really know though, that like they just want to be told it, what I to know. do. They're exactly. like, what do I need to do to lose weight? So that's when I, yeah. Oh. So that's when I'm like, go, go to Orange Theory or go to CrossFit somewhere where there's a coach who tells you what to do. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. You, it takes out the guesswork. You just show up. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of going to Planet Fitness, spending two hours there doing the wrong thing that's not effective. Yeah. Or pay for a couple sessions with a personal trainer and get on a plan because that's what's so. you know, debilitating to people is they're like, man, I've been working out for a year and I haven't lost any weight. Well, why? Yeah. You know, get a coach. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know how to do it, get somebody who does invest in that if it's important to you and then go from there and truly make the progress. Yeah. That's uh, something that I've been like kind of thinking about a lot lately is 
um, coaches, like having a coach for things. I mean, I went to this event, it was called Roger up. And one of the guy, one of the guys that was speaking there, he's a successful business owner. He, uh, he owns like, I, I don't know what his business is like a soap business or something, but he's like, I'm not going to sell it for more for less than 4,000 or $4 million in like four years or something. And, uh, he's, he, the thing, his thing was like, he, he gets a coach for everything, everything that he wants to be successful in, whether it's business, fitness, Mm -hmm. and, uh, like a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so he hires a coach and I'm like, that's probably, there's something to that. Like having somebody push you in all those areas, all the areas that you want to be successful in. Yeah. Do you hire any coaches like for business or anything like that? Well, that's what I was thinking when you said that, like, the areas where I'm weak in, I suppose I could, but I'm the kind of person who's like, I could figure that out. I could do that. Like, I'm going to do that on my own. But then I like coach, I guess that's just my personality type. Like then I coach myself. I watch a million YouTube videos. Like even when I started my kombucha company, like I listened to podcasts about farmer's markets and starting a small business. And then now I'm trying to be better on social media and Instagram. So how mm-hmm. to make reels and how to, yeah. you know, attract people to your business. Um, so I try and coach myself in it. But well, I mean, I think, I think it's very important to, I mean, we have like all the resources available to us. We have the internet. If which you want to do the work, right. If you, but it's so easy. Yeah. I mean, like all you got to do is pull up YouTube, push play, put some headphones in and just go about your business right. while you're listening to whatever it is, a podcast or mm-hmm. whatever to talk about how to create a reel or how to promote on social media. Yeah. I do that almost all day, every day at work. Yeah almost all day every day yeah, like good. how to how to create reels how to promote like how to what to talk about in podcasts yeah. <laughs> which is the dumbest thing to listen to how, like what you should conversate about yeah you should just conversate about whatever but That's natural um yeah um but yeah like i mean i think a lot of people benefit from somebody pushing them like somebody else pushing them yeah some people can't just like Yeah, to keep you accountable and to keep track of it. You want goals that you can, you know, you don't want to, you know, a broad goal. Like, I'm going to lose some weight. Like, and how are you going to do it? When are you going to do it by? Well, how are, you know, like. Is that what you do? um, It it depends the person too. Like, what's your end goal? Are you just trying to be fit and healthy and go to the gym for your mental sanity? All right, here. Or like, (laughs) I want a bigger butt. All right, this is how we're going to do it. You know, let's track our progress on squats, hip thrusts, whatever. Right. Like, are you getting stronger? Let's do some measurements to track it. Uh, So it really depends people's goals. Yeah. But like, as far as business, is that what you do? Do you set like goals for yourself? Do you like, in what terms do you do it? Like five-year goals or like daily goals? I do season goals. So like I have my summer, once again, individual to my business, like, Farmer's market season is the summer. You know, you're six months of on at the farmer's market and then six months of winter. Um, so my farmer's market goals, you know, this summer, for example, I wanted to be in more than one farmer's market. Small goals, but still, like, that's a big deal like to me. Like a week? Yep. Or, so, oh. n- well, not a week. I started with five farmer's markets a week. Now I do one, but oh. another Saturday. So Saturdays are the big, big days for farmer's markets. You know, I've done Wednesday. I've done a Tuesday farmer's market, a Wednesday farmer's market, a Thursday farmer's market, a Saturday, and a Sunday. I know when I first started, like young go-getter Kaylee was like, let's go, let's do everything, let's do every event, every show, every farmer's market in town. And it was great, exhausting, but that's what I had to do to grow my business and meet so many people. Um, 
But now my goal was I just wanted to be in two Saturday farmer's markets because that's the big farmer's market day. That's why I wanted to invest my time. And I knew I could sell all my kombucha that I made on a Saturday. So I applied to, you know, Grand Rapids, the Meridian Farmer's Market and Ann Arbor. And I got into the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. Um, So I hired somebody to go do that for me this summer. And that was a big step. So now it's winter. And my step is to push into stores in Ann Arbor now that I've made that customer base. Mm. So I tell myself, you know, I want to get into at least three stores to make it worth my while driving down there, dropping, making deliveries. Um, So that's my winter goal. Three stores. Wow, That's really cool. That is really cool. Small goals, but big goals but those to me because it's big, just me doing it. You those know? are big goals. Those are really big goals. Yeah. And but, circling but, back to the stores you're in, it takes somebody special to stock my product. They need to understand like why my price point is a little higher than other kombuchas. Like right. I use all ingredients from Michigan farmers. So even my ingredients are more, all my glasswares from Michigan, my labels from Michigan, my caps, you know, so everything's wow. a little... But that, that's what I've always wanted it to be, and that's what's important to me. Locally based. Yes. That's so. very cool. That is so cool. I didn't know that. I, You know, people always say that. They're like, you need to advertise that more. You I'm really like, do. I know. <laughs> you really do. So, like, I have six bottled flavors, berry, botanical, root, ginger, cherry, and blueberry lavender. So all my blueberries and lavender are from Michigan. All my gingers from Michigan. All my mints from Michigan. All my berries are from Michigan. What is the process of finding all that? Do you get it? Creating relationships with the farmers, which Mm -hmm. back to the five farmers markets a year, like I found a farmer. I'm like, grow ginger for me. I'll buy it all. (laughs) As much as you grow, I'll buy it. You know, so buy it all. Get somebody, a supplier, I guess, in sorts to grow all my mint or my cucumbers or my beets. And I just buy it all when they're harvested. I spend a whole day per ingredient, washing it, cutting it, freezing it, so I can use it throughout these six months in the winter now. And then, yeah, like it was hard for me to get glassware from Michigan, my labels printed in Michigan, designed in Michigan, um, my caps, but especially during COVID. So I just bought pallets and pallets and pallets of bottles and caps and things. Wow. It was scary time. So yeah. my accountant's going to be like, where'd all your money go this year? I'm going to be like sitting in a warehouse and pallets of kombucha bottles. That's all right, though. But that's what's important to me. So then you see my, you know, my wholesale price point is sometimes more than a dollar more than GTs or Kavita mm, or yeah. literally billion dollar companies. And most of them are owned by Pepsi and Coke. So if that's important to you to stack those products over mine, then we won't, we right. won't work well together, right. you know, yeah. if you don't see what I'm trying to do and how important it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's really important. I think it's really cool that you support local businesses also within your business, yeah. especially as a growing business, because it's so much easier to want to just use something that would be cheaper. 100%. I could go st- to Gordon's, buy right. everything. Sell your stuff oh, yeah. cheaper, make mm-hmm. probably make more money because mm-hmm. more people would be willing to buy it. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not, that's not it. The money we spend here typically stays here. And like if we want Lansing to grow, people like you, who I see your stuff everywhere, then we need to support local businesses yeah. or people like, oh, I'm so sad that this business went out of business. Were you supporting them? Were you going to them? Were you tagging right. them in Facebook? Were you, you know, right. like really supportive of them? It takes, even if you don't have and you, you probably see these as small businesses too. Like you don't need to buy 
my kombucha to support me. No. Like no. my stuff, share mm-hmm. my stuff, comment on my stuff, tell people about it, like Follow. word of mouth. Yeah. 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 Anything supports. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Since since I started this podcast, um, I honestly didn't really know of any, really any small businesses. I mean, other than like the storefronts that I would see like in Frandor or whatever, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you knew that they were there. And so during like during the process of having the podcast, I'm like, I need to talk to like local business people, people who own small businesses, because I personally don't know. Yeah. I, I live in Lansing. I don't know any of these businesses. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I don't even remember how it started. Yeah. I just started talking to like one person and then one person led to another person yep. and just so on. And, and now so you're forth. in it. And then one thing I realized by by doing that is how supportive everybody is of each other. Which 100%. is really cool. Yeah. And then you like go to these events like the farmers markets or these different um, like art fairs and stuff. And you see how like connected everybody is yeah. because everybody's there promoting their stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. I see what this is. Like it's yeah. a community of people. 100%. Who, yeah. yeah. And that's why I tell everybody to like lean on each other. Like my friend who owns uh, another small business was like, hey, where'd you get your t-shirts made? Hey, you know any local food trucks? And then it does look like a good quality t-shirt. They're nice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Or like, Hey, have you met so-and-so he could help you with that or she could help you do that. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Can you introduce me? And then share contact information. Yeah, it is. It's a good community to be in and lean on those people because we've all been there trying to grow a business and same with just the resources in Michigan, like the small business center. Like I tell everybody to use it if they're trying to do a startup like find somebody good. There's local seminars. You want help with social media? Oh, there, there's one this weekend. Or Michigan State has a, a lot of resources as well. Yeah, for products. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think the one of the biggest tools for uh, locally like owned businesses is the five one seven um, living Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, like 100%. I've had Sarah on before and that's one thing that was really cool. We went to the 517, 517 living, uh, community night event. Yeah, heard it was big. It, it was big. Yeah. But like Sarah was there and she's like, every time I'd go up past her, she'd be like, Hey David, did you meet mm-hmm. this person? You need to have them on your podcast. And then she'd run away. Yeah. And then I'm stuck talking to this person. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the thing is, is like, she was super supportive of me and helping me out and she does that to everybody. It's yeah. like so selfless. Yeah. It's really That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you use the 517 at all? Yes. As I need to be better with using it to promote my business. I'm just, I just am really scared of like people negatively, you know, commenting or saying something. Okay, don't, don't worry I know, about that. I know. <laughs> but like, I'll comment as Kaylee, like, oh, this is this, this, this. But I never, like, post Apple Blossom Kombucha stuff there or really promote it, unless it's an already going thread. Um, I just remember, I just don't like, like, criticism on it. I, <laughs> one time, it was when the Trader Joe's, like, the article about them opening, and somebody commented, uh, the like, why, why are you people so against Trader Joe's? Like, local grocery stores aren't even a thing anymore. Name one. So, literally, I just went on as Kaylee, who's in local grocery stores. I said, hey, there's a lot of local grocery stores. Westland's Apple Market, Whole, or, um, Horrocks, Foods for Living, Campbell's Market, Tom's Food Center. Like, just listed them. Like, they're family-owned grocery stores. Just answering this dude's question. And he, like, ripped me apart. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, sorry, dude. Oh, my gosh. I know. This was on the 517 page? 
it was maybe it was it was 517 or Lansing Foodies, one of those mm. two, because those are the only big ones I follow. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's saying that stuff on there, you just got to think that they're a loser. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like, what? why are you even commenting, like, there's no even local grocery stores? Yeah. What's the like, point? Do you Literally, have anything going? Do you have anything going on, sir? Yeah. Like, why are you saying that? Or I post reels about kombucha, obviously, and people, kombucha is so disgusting. I can't believe you drink that <laughs> mushroom juice. And I'm like... Mushroom juice? <laughs> what? Well... What ferments kombucha is called a scoby, and it originated in China, so uh, it's known as like a mushroom tea. But okay. anyways. Wow. I oh. just don't like, com- like you said, like, what's the point? Literally, what's the point? Clearly, I own a kombucha business. Why yeah. do you feel like you need to write that? Like, just yeah. keep on scrolling. <laughs> so, hence why I don't interact as Apple Blossom Kombucha too much on that page. I know I need to be better, though. You should. You should. Yeah. And just don't worry about it. I would come to your defense. Yeah. I would. <laughs> so would Jeremy. I keep looking at that. <laughs> Even though he, like, was hesitant about kombucha at first. Was he? Yeah. That's I mean, funny. I feel like he might. It's not his favorite thing, but he wouldn't rip me apart about it. <laughs> well, I mean, he. I'm sure he's supportive. Jeremy's an awesome guy. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Jeremy. Um, Yeah. I have nothing but good things to say about him. He's been Agreed. on like four or five times. Yeah. 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 Well, he, um, when he delivers for Aaron, so I'm a pickup center for Aaron and Kendra as well on Tuesdays to pick up food, drop off containers. And Jeremy will deliver to East Lansing and he lives in Lansing. So I'm always like, stop by, like warm up, charge your battery. <laughs> I'll give you a glass of kombucha and then move on. He's been re- really busy lately with Aaron's deliveries. So I actually, haven't, well, I say a long time. I haven't seen him in two weeks, which is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron was actually on yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. She told me she was. Yeah. She said she did one a long time ago. She did. Um, but about her business and this one was yeah. more personal. It was. And uh, I'm excited to hear about it. Well, it might not be released. So she, I think she's nervous about it. And I was like, just think about it and I'll release it if, if you want me to release it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good episode. She, she has like, I have like a high respect for Aaron yeah. because I, like, I remember the last time she was in here, um, she wasn't, she was different. Like she just seemed different. Yeah. Like she was more nervous and timid and then this like this time she's really found herself yeah yeah she's like you really she yeah she's just more present and like bubbly and just happy and at the like all the times i've seen her at these like farmers markets and out in public she just seems like like her like like like, like she's living her true self yeah yeah I, really I agree cool. with that i aaron was actually one of the first people i met because she also started at Allen Street. Mm, so yeah. the Allen Farmer's Market used to have a maker's tent where it was one tent and they would only let us have like a four foot table. And I was set up next to Aaron when she was just doing granola. So it was Aaron and me and we are the makers of Allen Street. And that's wow. how I initially met her literally five years ago. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. And she has amazing food. Agreed. Her soups. I've heard Amazing. you talk about her muffins. Oh my Take gosh. it easy. I don't need to hear the whole spiel again. I know they're good. Yeah, her muffins are really good. Um, every time I see her, I she sent me a message uh, recently. She, uh, she was like, I'm at the East Lansing Farmer's Market on Sunday or whatever. She's like, feel free to come down. She's like, I'll have chicken wraps and muffins. And muffins. Literally your two favorite things. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be, be down. <laughs> and then I went down there and got them. They're really good. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a huge respect for her because, like, for one, her food is amazing. Yeah. And 
I, it's so underrated. And she is somebody that I, I know needs a cafe because her food is just so good. So good. I know. And I have talked and tried to help Aaron. Like it's a struggle finding a place, finding a certified kitchen and like a good landlord. Um, I mean, I kind of, it would be impossible. Like my space, I had to get two different co-signers to co-sign with me. I was like, hey, like I took over a, I subleased from a sandwich shop that went out of business um, and was like, here, I'll pay my first year in rent. And then I know, like, I thought that would be enough. Like I saved up at Allen Street. I didn't, I didn't pay myself up for two years at Allen Street. Just kept my money in my account and used it. Like I haven't taken out any loans. I haven't borrowed any money. Like, just kept growing myself. So I got this space. I'm like, here, I can pay for a year myself. Here's my my business bank account. And they're like, denied. It's like, all right, well, here's my business and my personal. Denied. Here's my business, my personal, and two other people that could sign on. All right, we'll accept you then. Like, but if wow. I didn't have those, like, there, Why there's no way. Why were they no denying way. you? Well, I mean, there's, there's two big, you probably know, like, real, you know. Gillespie's? People, Gillespie's, the Coors, or Franderson, um, and the Ides. So they own a lot of Lansing. Um, but you need a <laughs> all of Lansing. Yeah, you need a <laughs> lot of money to prove that you can, you know, t- stake out your lease. Um, and it, if I didn't have people to co-sign with me, like not that they're, you know, covering my rent or anything, but just that if I didn't have them, I couldn't get a space. It makes it so hard. It makes it so impossible. And I'm sure Aaron's running into a lot of those struggles and a lot of other small businesses are as well. So you got to get loans or backers or restaurants are a whole different thing Um, or find, you know, a landlord who understands that or will work with you or. In which case you're probably looking at a place that's not more commonplace than like right. Frandor, or right. you're probably looking at something like Old Town right. that's, or maybe off the beating track, mm-hmm. off the beating course a little bit. Yeah. So you're not going to be seen but as then much. then you're off the beaten course. Is it a certified kitchen? Do you need to make it into a kitchen? That's a whole construction thing. You know, washable walls, washable floor, three compartment sink. Yeah. I mean, that's not something you think about. I know. When you're wanting to start. When you're a- just like, I want to start a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, I need to have this grease trap. I need to have this size grease trap. I need to have this kind of ventilation. Oh, it needs like, there's just a whole <laughs> list. It's so hard. It's really, really. Yeah, people don't understand <laughs> how hard it can be and all yeah. the hoops you need to jump through. One thing I find really interesting and I'm I'm still I'm kind of learning more and more about it uh, the longer I live in Lansing, but a lot of these restaurants that you think are like smaller like like oh, or like smaller owned restaurants or like franchises they're or almost like they're not franchises like they're different restaurants but they're owned by the same person mm-hmm. so like we went to this restaurant recently on michigan avenue um on the east side of like where is it at? it's um it's i think it's a cro- uh, pretty much across the street from strange matters coffee or whatever that, that coffee shop is right, right downtown okay um anyways it's owned by another business down downtown Lansing, hmm. another restaurant. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was like a privately or small, small owned business and it's not. I mean, they is that their only restaurants like the two here? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I know that like the person that owns Midtown Brewing also, also owns a vegan restaurant. Do they? 
or maybe she was just the chef started at Midtown and then opened. Oh, okay. Is opening that vegan restaurant. It's open, I believe. Oh, it is? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we were down there uh, Friday and it, okay. was, it was open there passing out candy and whatnot. Yeah, maybe it's not the same owners, but there's some connection there. Yeah. I remember reading. But I know that the person that owns Midtown Brewing also owns um, uh, the lo- the what used to be the loft. Okay. Downtown. Yeah. So like, it's like, it's weird because they have these restaurants, but then they open up all these other venues too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It is I mean, interesting. good for them. Yeah. I Make- still consider that small business. You think so? Yeah. Maybe not. Which I struggle with franchises because it's like, it's a corporate business, but somebody local owns it. Like they opened mm. this franchise, you yeah. know, yeah. long ago I was thinking of opening my own franchise gym, like an anytime fitness or something. Oh, okay. Um, so I think that's why I struggle with seeing both sides, but <laughs> I mean, because it kind of is like a small, like a family owned business, but, right. but you're just using you're the title to the big guy. You, know? you really are I know. like, yeah. Oh, I own this franchise of McDonald's. Well, I mean, it's still McDonald's. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, now the process of making kombucha, kombucha, what, kombucha. you kombucha. say kombucha, kombucha. Mm-hmm. That's how you're supposed to say it. Kombucha. Kombucha. Why? Why? Why do you say it that way? Um, why do some pe- people say kombucha? Uh, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Maybe that's just how they read it. But kombu, I believe, was the name of the man who discovered it, okay. and cha means tea, I believe. So kombucha. Mm. Interesting. Kombucha. Kombucha. What is the process like? So kombucha is fermented tea, and really the reason people drink it is because it has living probiotics in it that are good for a healthy gut and digestion, along with many other things. But a lot of people make it in their home. I do it on a more industrial scale. I brew almost 800 gallons of kombucha. Um, A week? It depends. Right now it will be slower because it's winter, so I'm not selling, you know, a lot at farmer's markets. And kombucha takes, my kombucha takes about three weeks to ferment. Whoa. So it takes a long time. So you boil water, you steep tea, you add sugar, and then I pump it in with cold water to my fermenters where the SCOBY, the symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast, sits on the top um, and it eats the sugars and caffeine uh, to create kombucha. From there, you can drink it straight up. Um, but a lot of people flavor it then. So that's where I secondary ferment it with the different ingredients, berries, mint, whatever. So it sits in second fermentation. Also, it just depends on a lot of factors. Um, it depends, you know, the temperature in there, the airflow. So even people will be like, how come this batch tastes different than your last batch? I mean, I, I do it all the same. I weigh everything. I test everything. Um, but it has a mind of its own. It's a living organism, unlike commercial kombuchas or commercial food in general that are always the same kombucha in bigger, you know, in, di- in bigger companies um, are pasteurized. So it kills the bacterias. It kind of beats the, the, the whole purpose. Yeah. yeah doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um so, yeah, people will be at farmer's markets. Your kombucha is $5. I could go to Walmart and get it for $2. Okay, do it. Like, that's not even that's kombucha. Cheap. That's but cheap. $2? So, I would never pay $2 right. for that. So co- there's one brand who's now owned by Pepsi, um, and it's a cheaper kombucha, 
on every single shelf in every single grocery store, but they pasteurize it. So they heat it up, kills the bacteria. Why do they do that? Because they ship it all over the world. Okay. Um, and it's glass, you know, carbonation. Uh, all kombuchas have trace amounts of alcohol. So, you know, if it gets hot, it could, you know, it's m- more unpredictable. And so they, once again, want to make a consistent product. They pasteurize it so it tastes the same every single time. Does it have any benefits? So they say they add, like, powdered probiotics back to it, which is a whole nother argument, like... Will powdered probiotics help? You want probiotics that are living things that could help your gut. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I've always bought GTs. I actually mm-hmm. haven't had kombucha in a very long time, yeah. but I used to buy GTs. Now, how often should you be drinking it? Because I used to drink it almost daily. Yeah, I drink it every day. Do you? I drink it. You drink like a full bottle of it every day. But I've been drinking it every day for five years, you know. Um, really, the only thing, if I have, like, a more acidic batch, I'll notice, like, I get, like, canker sores or something just from mm-hmm. the acidity. Um, some people just drink a little bit every day, kind of like a little shot of it every day or add it to their smoothies. Or it depends your diet. Like, are you getting other probiotics in your diet? Are you eating sauerkrauts or kimchi or yogurt or fermented things? Right. Um, how's your gut health? I take a shot of um, apple cider vinegar every day. Yeah, there you go. Three tablespoons. Well, three tablespoons in the morning and then two, or one in the evening. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people compare kombucha to an apple cider vinegar, just like the vinegariness. Um, they both produce an acetic acid, which is that like vinegary taste. Kombucha is yeah. just a little easier to drink because um, it's not, the pH is not as acidic. Um, but yeah. It tastes a little better. It's flavored. GTs is a, I mean, look him up. He's like a bajillion millionaire, <laughs> like one of the biggest companies. He hasn't sold to Pepsi or Coke. I don't know why he would. But his kombucha has a lot of sugars in it because he uses a lot of juices. So if you look at it, like kiwi juices and stuff, and some of them are like 25 grams of sugar. So you just got to, back to health and fitness too, you just have to educate yourself on what's going into your body. Yeah, I think that's something that's lacking in a in so many people. Oh my gosh, I know, I know. It's like, why wouldn't you take some like some responsibility for what you're you're ingesting? I constantly have that conversation when I was first personal training. Like people, you know, Kaylee, I've been with you for a year, and I, you know, haven't lost any weight. Should I sign up for more sessions? And as a personal trainer, like. You can talk about diet, but you're not supposed to, like, write diet plans and do this, this, this. So, you know, I always talk to everybody about diet and healthy habits, but I'm thinking of somebody in particular, and she was just, like, super frustrated. And I was like, well, like, tell me your day-to-day diet. She's like, I eat healthy. And I'm like, well, literally tell me what that means. You wake up, what's the first thing you do? You know? She's like, I have yogurt with granola. I was like, what brand of yogurt? (laughs) What brand, you know? It has Oreos in it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, all right. And we like Googled the brand. And I was like, is it this one? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, there's 25 grams of sugar in this yogurt. That's your, literally your daily amount of sugar you should have in a day. Um, And then after that, you know, a lot of 
specifically this person's calories were, you know, condiments, drinks, mm, yeah. uh, like you're having your daily calories and your yogurt, your condiments and your drinks, like yeah. cut those things out. Let's see if that makes a difference. If you have to have a condiment, ketchup, or I mean, mustard and hot sauce, no calories, use those drinks. Like if you need, if you need to drink pop, if you can't find an alternative like sparkling water or kombucha, then drink diet pop, I guess. Like right. zero calories, but then there's a the whole argument like chemicals, yada, yada, yada. Um, instead of, you know. Have you ever had the um, zero sugar Sprite? No. That stuff is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mean, I don't drink pop, but right. I've been drinking pop like a little bit more lately. <laughs> and I'm like, this stuff is so good. And yeah. I feel good about it. Which yeah, is not a zero calories. Yeah. I, right? I feel, I don't feel bad, <laughs> which yeah. is not a good thing. I don't feel like good that I'm, I like drinking it. Yeah. But. I don't really drink pop. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. One thing that uh, a lot of people do, too, and first thing in the morning is drink coffee. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll put creamer in it. I know. And it's like, that's probably one of the... Are you drinking coffee right now? Just black coffee. Yes. With collagen in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <laughs> I uh, That's one thing I could never get used to is the taste of collagen. It's I, just unflavored collagen. Yeah, the, I had unflavored collagen, too. Yeah, I put it in my coffee and it ruined my coffee. Really? I don't yeah. notice a difference at I, all. I definitely do. I uh, So what I was doing, I, I'd just put it in water and stir yeah. it up and then Ew. chug it. Ew. I would just chug it. and then It I'm has like, to be in like a hot liquid. No. It gets like clumpy and stuff in cold liquids, doesn't it? Well, I would put it in like lukewarm water <clears throat> and then stir it up real quick and then just gulp yeah. it down. There you go. And then I'd gag afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, oh. no, it ruined my coffee. I'm <laughs> like a... A coffee connoisseur though yeah. like i could taste I, I enjoy like the taste of like the whatever roast it is right i really do yeah and so um i don't like anything getting in the way of it i think yeah. i kind of developed that because i used to put creamer in my coffee and i enjoyed the creamer part and then i got rid of that and i started drinking it black and then i kind of started paying attention to all the different like flavors yeah and now i enjoy black coffee and yeah. it's like i can't put anything in it I know, like this whole lattes, like whenever I drive by the Starbucks by my house, literally a huge line. Um, <laughs> I, I also really only buy local coffee, but being a teacher, I have like so many Starbucks gift cards. Mm, yeah. So me and my friend, we went to, we we're going out to the football game, I think. And I'm like, I really want a coffee. I actually, I have this Starbucks gift card. Let's just stop in to spend this. And I spent it. And for the first time, this was like, Three weeks ago, she's like, we got to get a pumpkin spice latte. And I was like, never had one. <laughs> like, what is it? So I got one. It was the most delicious thing. It was so mm, good. Yeah. And I'm like, but like, how many calories is this? You don't want to know. No, we looked it up. Yeah. Oh, it was gosh. like over 400 calories. And I was like, oh, in a drink. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'll enjoy it now, but like <laughs> never again. This there's, is it. there's a guy that I work with that gets a Starbucks coffee every single morning. And it's like one of those tall ones. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what size, probably 24 ounces. And it's, you're drinking it's pretty your much calories. milk. It looks like milk, mm-hmm. like, like a light colored chocolate milk. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so many calories. Like, yeah. look how light that is. That's so many calories. I know. So many. I know. And he does it every day. I know. Let alone, <laughs> uh, I get on my friends about drinking Starbucks every single day. Like, you could support a local coffee shop who can make that same drink every single day. Yeah. Like, literally, if you're buying, let's say, a $3 coffee, which I know that's not a $3 coffee. That's a lot more. Yeah. You know, we got our two pumpkin spice lattes on my gift card. And it was $18. <sighs> 
yeah and I don't even think we got the big ones and I was like $18 and she's like yeah I'm like oh my god <laughs> no thank you but like do your finances if that guy bought that drink from a local place by his house or by work or wherever like how much money could you be helping somebody yeah for the same drink instead of this bajillion million dollar company yeah anyways <laughs> you can tell it bothers me yeah well i mean it's weird because like we need these chains like these chain restaurants but then in the same sense it's like we do need to support more local yeah. so like what do you do I mean, obviously support, support more local, local when you can yeah. figure out small ways that you can do it. Like even um, my daughter just turned three, so she loves books. So buying her books from a local bookstore instead of on Amazon, like maybe it's $1 more, but like I'm saving on boxes and shipping and now I'm supporting, you know, hooked bookstore who has a local bookstore right here. I and still it's have yet awesome. to go in there. It's really cool. I have kombucha there. they sell wine and stuff too right yeah it's like um and they do fun events they do like adult book fairs where you could get you know drink your wine and they do book clubs but they do coffees they have nice lattes and things as well pastries um yeah and then a bookstore and a study area it's really nice oh that's cool yeah that's a that's an interesting idea yeah a bookstore that sells wine yeah you can because they're open till like 10 p.m or something too Wow, we can go to the bookstore and get lit. Get lit at the bookstore, (laughs) a bottle of wine. It's at a perfect location, too. It's right there near East Lansing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's literally where I am, but the opposite side of Frandor, kind of. Um, And there's parking in the back, and they have a back entrance. A lot of people think it's just like that little area where you can park, but go around back, park, go in the back entrance, and hang out there. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What are your goals? Like, I mean, obviously you mentioned your goals, like to get into Ann Arbor a little Mm -hmm. bit, but like, aside from that, what are your goals to scale your business? Do you like see yourself as somebody that will be like all these other kombucha places, um, or like the GTs or like Kavitas or whatever other brands there are? I like where I am. Like the best part of my job is talking to my, like, I remember almost all my customers like have a good rapport with a lot I'd like to say all of them, <laughs> um, but that's my favorite part. And like a lot of other businesses are like, oh, get with a distributor, like get your kombucha in everywhere. And I'm like, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to work a lot harder and make not as much money. Like it's just me. So that's not something I want to do right now. I like making the relationships and doing things, but I definitely need help. So I think my next step is like legitly hiring somebody on the books um, to help me work the tap room even. Like they sit in the tap room, pour kombucha for people while I go make deliveries or maybe they go make deliveries for me. Or um, I mean, I had a friend who just did my farmer's markets for me this summer, but hiring somebody to do every single market for me this summer. So at least that, get into more stores around here and hire somebody are my next goals. Long term, I'd like, I definitely need a different facility. Um, I just signed five more years here. So at least five more years in this space and then see where it goes from there. I mean, when you come in, you'll see it's just like really packed tight. I need to, because it was a sandwich shop. So there's like a long counter, a lot of wasted space. And, like, on brewing days and bottling days, I'm, like, in there. I'm, like, bumping into everything, spilling so much, breaking so much glass, got bruises all (laughs) over my legs because I'm, like, running into all these spigots on the sides of the fermenters. 
it's just not ideal. I make it work, but I, what we kind of started this podcast with is I work a lot harder to make it work and I want it to be more efficient. Like I've spent a lot of money on pumps and hoses and brewing equipment to take out the labor, the labor of it. Um, But I think it's bugging me because this is causing me more work to, I have my fermenters on wheels. So wheeling them everywhere. It's not as efficient. Exactly. It's wasting time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's something it's, that's interesting because you learn it as you go, you learn like what works and what doesn't and how exactly that you'll need it and want it later on. Yes. And so it's obviously part of the process. It's important that you, you have like, you have that, that you have this frustration right now because then later on when you do get a new space, you can kind of develop it the way you want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want a freaking floor drain right in the middle (laughs) of where I do everything because I spill and then I got to mop it all up and yeah. Um, is it difficult to get a license to, uh, operate a kombucha place because of like the bacteria and everything? Um, so I send my kombucha to get tested by a lab. Um, Like I've gotten my shelf life, my pH, my alcohols tested, um, and I test my pHs and keep track of everything throughout my brewing. Um, but I have a really good relationship with my food inspector. She's really awesome. I mean, I'm kind of I was the first kombucha in the area, um, so it was a lot There's of trial. Another one? And, there was a lot of trial and error at first. <laughs> Um, why'd you smile like that? <laughs> there is another kombucha. I think it's out in DeWitt though. Oh, um, okay. Very different products. Just taste the difference yourself. Um, but so it was a lot of trial and error with her, but she's helped me a lot and has, has really gotten me to where I am as well. Um, and creating those relationships with other brewers. I'm friends with a kombucha company in Muskegon and I'm like, Hey, like, how'd you do this? And he's really helpful or this lady in Detroit. So we really help each other out. Um, also not direct competition, you know. Right. Um, but my food license is much the same as any other food license, just different stipulations on what I have to do, which right. would be different too if you're doing like milk products or baking or right. just depends, product specific. Right. Okay, interesting. Now, how did you come up with the name Apple Blossom? So going back to my something else, people always say, you should tell us more about that. You should advertise <laughs> that more. Apple Blossom is the state flower of Michigan. Um, so sticking with my truly Michigan roots, I suppose. Um, so the apple blossom is a state flower of Michigan. And even like on the sides of my bottles, um, the background is like the different topographies of different areas in Michigan. So I have the topography of Lansing on one of them. Uh, my berry is called Sleeping Bear Berry. So it's the topography of the Sleeping Bear Dunes. And my graphic designer is awesome. And that was her idea. That was great. That's very it, it cool. Fits, she gets what I'm trying to do, you know, so it was the perfect addition. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you're all original. All original. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And it, it bleeds true to what you're trying to accomplish. Like, it, <clears throat> it's a true testament. I mean, because like you said, you could easily just order bottles from China right. and sell it in, you know. I could sell it in cans for yeah. a lot cheaper. Yeah. But nope, you're making a difference. You're in yeah. Michigan. Yeah, sell it in cans, get my labels printed in China, get all my uh, ingredients from Gordon's delivered to me or Costco or wherever. But, but nope. I could do that, but no. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I like everybody I work with. 
And well, that's not what it's important to And me. it probably wouldn't taste as good either. No. No. Like, taste a grocery store strawberry or... Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest difference. A grocery yeah. store strawberry or a farmer's market strawberry. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. Well, Kaylee, this was fun. Yeah, one went um, by fast. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost an hour in. So, is there anything else you want to talk about or promote? Mm, come visit the tap room. I'm open. Like I've said, it's only me. So I need a day to brew and bottle. So I'm open at the tap room. Do you have like a tour? Like, I mean, I know it's not a big space, but do you have like a, like a day where somebody could come in and see the process? Ooh, I mean, I usually brew like really, I put my daughter to bed at 730 and then I go brew till like 2am. Wow. <laughs> so anyone's welcome to come, but <laughs> I brew late. Um, but the tap room's open Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 to 6. Uh, and I do, I sell all my bottles there and then I do four flavors on tap, which you can sample, taste, and then fill up either your own container that you bring or one of my containers. Wow. Yeah. That's sweet. I'm going to have to swing in. Yeah. If you got a growler or something, bring it in, refill it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, website, do you have a website? Yep. Just appleblossomkombucha.com. And then social media. Appleblossomkombucha. All right. I'm bigger on Instagram. Um, and then I just link it to everything, my Facebook and my website. So okay, Instagram's the best. That's where I post everything first. That's what I do too. Yeah. I post on Instagram and then I sh- it shares to my personal Facebook and then I share it to my Rising Above Facebook and then yeah. so on and so forth. Super easy. Super easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of my, actually, before we wrap this up, <laughs> one of my friends, uh, last night was complaining about how often he sees my things and i'm like that's good yeah i'm happy that you like see it all I, I, share and it he all. doesn't he doesn't but he was like can you just post a little less and i'm like oh, no dude you don't no. understand <laughs> like yeah no you don't understand no like it's it's a grind it a hundred percent it's a grind i think it was sarah from the 517 she was like when you post something, it's almost like an emotional experience every single time because you're like putting all of you into that post. And mm-hmm. it's like everything that you're trying to promote in that moment is everything that you have. Yeah. It's not like you're just throwing something out there or sharing like like this ad that somebody else already created. That Like that's your promotion. Right. And so like if you're not going to, if you're not willing to promote, who's going to? Exactly. So I'm with you. I yeah. like all your stuff. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, this was fun, and I hope to do it again, and I look forward to seeing all your successes. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely.